That was Risk It All by GQ Capone, and you're listening to Yuppie Noir. And we are back with another episode of the Yuppie Noir podcast. This is Kyler. B. Merch. Young Dwizzy. What's going on, boys? It's popping, man. Just trying to recover right now. Still in sicko mode right now. Yikes. You know, but uh, just throwing steady wins the race, you know, trying to take it day by day. That's all. What are you doing to recover? Get uh, that. I got some medication that I was uh, given to by the doctors and uh, drinking some tea, had some Dayquil. Okay. Um, any home remedies or anything, you know, holistic medicine? Any, uh, any uh, ancient secrets, you know, from the, from the ancestors? I called my mother. I called my mother. You know what she told me? Get some Robitussin. Just put some Robitussin. Put, put some Tussin on. <laughs> That's bad. Vicks on your chest. Tussin, I was Vicks on your chest. The Vicks? Bro, that I do. That joint works. Like nah, I do. It do. I've been doing that too. I've been doing that too, low key. But, but yeah, uh, just trying to do what I knew what to do. I thought it was allergies, but it's, I don't know for what it is right now. So we'll see. How about you, Dwight? How's everything? You know, you know, still coming off the ankle injury. You know, it's been a month. But uh, man, these doctors playing the the, the the run around with me, man. I just need to know if it's good or not. You know, no MRI yet. They playing around. They talking about that's the last resort. I might have to force their hand in and, and figure out if I need it or not. So we'll see. You said um, you got to force their hand. Yeah, what do you mean, well, you mean why, force why their is hand? That, why is an MRI the last resort if you've been hobbling for weeks? That a doesn't month. make any sense to me. They, they may think I don't got the bread. The MRI know. is a last resort for a, a potentially uh, torn Achilles? He going like, to be like Booby Miles. <laughs> They're trying to take basketball <laughs> from me, man. They really don't want me to get back. That's all I should do. They don't want me to get back on the court right now or something. They really don't want me balling right now. You from Midland? You from Midland, right? No, no. You from the opposing team. That's why you ain't trying to let me play. Who paying you? Who paying you? Word. Man. Classic. Classic. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, I've been doing all right. Everything's copacetic on this side. Went to the Yankees game yesterday. They got the dub. Oh, very nice. We left a little bit early because we had to get back, beat the traffic, beat the traffic. But no, because uh, we, you know, we're coming from a long way, so a lot of train. That, you know, we didn't want to get back too late, and even we, we still got got back maybe around like ten thirty ish. But still, we got to see a good portion of the game. Uh, got in pretty quickly. The seats that we got were good. Um, you know, through our job, so that was that was nice. I'm glad as a Philly fan, you went to a Yankees game. Expand your horizon. I can respect I, that. I can just appreciate the game, you know. No, also I'm not a I'm not diehard Philly. You know what I mean? I, it's all it's Philly sports to death of me, but I can just appreciate a, a, a day out at the park, if you will. Also, newsflash: Me and Kyler said we going to a Kentucky Derby next year. Mm, can't wait. Different. We about to in there. <laughs> Put it all on maximum security. <laughs> Bet the house. I have fun with that. <laughs> oh well, what y'all bet in there? Hey, hey like whatever, racks, whatever, oh, racks, man. If you have to ask, you ain't got it. You know what I mean? Mm. Yo, uh, also uh, you get at the Kentucky Derby, you get fly, you get dressed up. It's a it's a good social event. Okay, I, I hope. Yeah. Who are you socializing with? They don't. Those people ain't socializing with you. How you know that? See, uh, yeah, I, here goes. So Alright, cats out the bag. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Great conversation. Yeah. I made a, a comment uh, yesterday or two days ago yeah. that uh, I felt the Kentucky Derby 
it's for a wealthier class of people in that when I saw like black people there, I, I felt like they were just trying to fit in. You know, I don't think that's something they like to look at horse racing, you know, and they were trying to explain it. it's more for the social aspect. But it is a lot of other places we can be social and not at a Kentucky Derby. So uh, let's and, do better, guys. And I, w- I would agree with you if it weren't for the fact that we do a lot of things that you you try a lot of different things before you're like you try different things that you're not necessarily a big fan of is what I'm saying. Of course, we don't all like you know, uh, equestrian sports or equine sports like horse racing and things like that. But you want to try something. It's a it's a new environment. It's a place where you could meet other people uh, that are not in your sort of echo chamber, if you will, and expand your horizons. I don't see anything wrong with that. Well, because the thing is, you said finance. You said the economic. You first said the economical part of it, and then yep. you said, well, it's, then it's black people. So yep. it's like, so I'm saying, like, is so are you saying that it, that black people can't afford to get in there? No, like, I just think we can use our our, our fame and and, and uh, wealth and, and richness in other ways. We don't have to try to you know commingle in in an area where it's like. I guess in my opinion, I think. Those horse racing events is known for like a certain type of echelon of people that go there. Okay, I could be wrong. Maybe that's just my opinion of it. Again, I, I'm educating myself now. And it sounds like the the tickets and admissions to get into these places. It's only 80, well, 80 I got, bones. I got, well, like, and know. I got a, I got a, I got a proposition. So basketball was was started by the white man. Basketball is a predominantly white sport for a long time. That's where everything was started at. And you, so, and there's and over the years, from what I've been told, I was talking to some of my coworkers about it too. Like just having a discussion about the Kentucky Derby in okay. general. And they were like, they were like, yeah, it's a mixture of people that usually go or whatever. And I was like, all right, so if it's a mixture of people that have been going for a little bit, like, I mean, I don't know how long I can say, like, from 90s or from the 2000s, but if you have a mixture of people that, been, that can still go there, you know, um, knowing that whatever history of the sport or how, many, how much uh, different, you know, type of uh, races are there, uh, as far as the makeup of the crowd and stuff, mm-hmm. I don't see why that's any different from like a basketball game that's right. still started by. Right, like, and and I don't think know. we should self segregate ourselves. Sometimes, sometimes we get our own little pockets of people, and we just stick to ourselves. Like for instance, like if you have an interest or it's in hockey or lacrosse, these are things that are not predominantly in our necessarily communities and things like that. But if you branch out and try and learn something about it, I think you might be pleasantly surprised. So that's a great point that I wanted yeah. to touch on. So. We're not self-segregating. They're segregating us out of it. So, no, example, uh, like you were saying, that might be something they they just they might just mess with horse racing. That's yeah. for them. And, and, and so, it's, why, why are you but saying it's so, Okay, so I give you an example. Hockey. Okay. Go okay. So hockey, ice hockey. Yeah. Is something that's predominantly uh, a one race, and the, the the thought process behind it is because uh, hockey is an expensive sport to play right. for the equipment, uh, ice time. And that's something that only a certain, I guess, class or financial status can be in. And they knew that uh, black people couldn't afford uh, hockey sticks. I don't think that's true. I think think the issue is certain sports like that are they segregate themselves based on class. So because it's expensive, Economics class, that, yeah. right? It, it, it filters out. People. If you have the money to do it, then sure. I don't think they were like, let's make this, right. Let's make this sport 
excessively expensive to keep this this type of person. Be, I don't, be surprised. I don't, I don't because, think, well, because that's what we're saying. You're too. going off of an assumption. That's, a, game? Game? that's no, a major uh, assumption. Now golf, I, golf, I'll grant you that. Cro- crochet. What's the one that you crochet? You crochet. No, like the 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 palette. That's how you. Are you talking about? You talking about croquet? Croquet, crochet, same. Okay. No, nah, not quite. Well, Crocheting is with knit and needlepoint. But we were saying that too. You brought up a good point that if you got the money to do something like again going to the oh, derby, right. if I if I got money to go to the derby and put up some nice bet just to have an experience, I'm gonna just go ahead and just do it. Like as long as I'm not running myself like thin because I'm trying to go to an event and fit in accordingly or whatever. So, uh, I'll concede. I, well, let's not make it a race thing. You're okay. right. It's a financial status type of thing. Sure. And I think when a, a certain Makes race sense. gets to a certain financial status, they wants to do everything that that other uh, group of people was already doing and dabbling in. Just so, to try it, yeah. yeah. So, sure. So, yeah, okay. I fair. can see that. Okay, you know, okay. We, could, we could come to that there understanding. I, like I think it. that's a fair middle ground. I, I, I dig it. Cool. But, uh, Growth. <laughs> but what was our first uh, segment we want to get into? Uh, I don't. Are you? Uh, we could jump off with the Met Gala. Okay. So the Met Gala is something that happens every year. I believe the Metropolitan Museum of Art. I think is that what it's called? Sure. Metropolitan Museum. Of we'll fact check it and, and then uh, come no, back. That's to like it. the MoMA. Maybe. Anyway, but at the Met, it's basically like this kind of fundraiser uh, where every year there's a theme. Uh, Anna Wintour normally hosts uh, this event. It's one of the bigger fashion events of the calendar. Uh, there's a theme this year. It was camp. Um, I think that this year, particularly, the theme is I would say, or uh, I'm just speaking from my perspective. I wasn't aware. I, I've heard of camp in the way that they refer to it. Like for instance, Childish Gambino, he has an album named Camp. Yes, and yes. that's a play on his camping experience, but also the the name of camp. Like sometimes, like. Or I've heard it used in being like campy, being like tongue in cheek, being like a little bit over the top. So I think the definition of it is actually uh, ostentatious, showy, flashy. And then it also originated out of uh, black drag queens, um, sort of uh, originated camp. And if you looked at, um, what's the woman's name? Lena Waithe, who's a prominent executive producer, uh, director, uh, writer. Um, and she, I believe, directed and like wrote the the show The Shy. She's also oh, wow. in Master of None. Um, so she had a suit that was fire, but on the back of it it said "Black Drag Queens Invented Camp." So basically, sort of like paying homage to where it originated because they, we're having this whole event, but let's pay homage to sort of uh, the beginnings of it. So, did you guys see any of the outfits or anything like that, or were you impressed? Uh, just on the timeline scrolling or y'all, y'all kind of like missed it or went over it? I mean, the big one that I saw that was kind of like reminiscent of like LeBron's last, LeBron's, <laughs> you know, suit last year, uh, you know, the famous one he wore to the finals last year, uh, OBJ wore something similar. Okay. Uh, where he had like a suit and it was kind of just like he had the sleeve, but he had the sleeves cut off. Mm-hmm. And then he also had like the shorts, like how LeBron had it last year with right. the, uh, I think it were like some sort of like boots. Gotcha. Um, but... Uh, again, different. Um, it it looked like it was shorts, but I actually didn't. You know what? It might have been like kind of like a like like a, a kilt, like yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I heard it described as yeah, like a kilt. That might have been what it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it, was, it looked like shorts. You know, people pulled it off. It wasn't like you know, like oh my gosh, like why? What do you what do you have on? Mm-hmm. Um, the hat was maybe something that kind of like was like uh maybe you could have just did without the hat, but whatever. Did he have like a, what kind of hat was it? It was just like a cap, okay. almost like gotcha. Yeah. 
Uh, I followed D Wade, so I saw how D Wade and Gabrielle Union had a nice little swag to it. Yeah, D Wade kind of had like a little hood to go with, like a all of, like a black attire, yeah. which was fire. It was like and black and gold, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what you know what they was going for, but whatever, you know, it's camp though. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm going with the they, they definitely hit the mark on the camp. Um, and I also saw someone walk around with a chandelier. Okay, that was all. Um, that was that it was. Did J-Lo have something? She had like a, no. like a headpiece or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she did have a headpiece, but it wasn't yeah. like a chandelier. Yeah. Who had the chandelier? But someone had a chandelier, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty uh, impressive. Chandelier. I don't know who it is. I'm going to say Lady Gaga or Katy Perry, one of the two, had that on. But other than that, I'm not really a a big uh, uh, Met Gala type of person and camp type of person, you know. Mm-hmm. Shout outs to all of them. It was, it was Katy Perry. So it was Katy Perry. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, so um, there were a couple of... Cardi B had a, a very... I think hers was red. It was very showy, ostentatious. Yeah, Some, I, yeah, I think, like, the, the nipple portion of her dress was, like, very showy or something like that. They said it cost, like, thousands of dollars for that particular part of it. Um, Who's uh, paying that? So, well, I guess the, the dressmaker? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Well, because it's a, you got to think, it might be like a mutually beneficial thing, right? So if you have this um, prominent person wear your dress or, right. or, you know, attire, that will in turn generate business for you, right? So maybe they just do it pro bono just for the look mm-hmm. so that, you know, then they, they drive business to themselves. So, so, like, it, so it, like a chandelier. Okay. Who's going to eventually wear that later on in life? Like, so, so with the fashion, it's those avant-garde pieces. Okay. It's not necessarily that specific piece. Like if you'll see, like sometimes you'll see on these fashion shows, they wear things that no regular person would wear in their everyday life. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of like, I liken it to like concept cars. Have you ever seen like concept cars? Sure. Okay. okay. So like concept cars are not actually the cars that are going to be on the road. Right. It's just sort of the imagination behind it. And then that trickles down to the actual uh, uh, design of the car or the piece that's going to be worn. Right. So these kind of sort of chandelier pieces, they're, nobody's going to actually walk around with a chandelier. Although some people might. But it's more so the concept that might be integrated. So, for instance, like the type of crystals that they might have used on that chandelier, that might be incorporated into somebody's style of dress or Got something it. like that. You heard it here first. Our uh, fashion uh, expert, fashion um, correspondent, correspondent on the scene, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Griggs. I'm looking uh, at I'm looking at some of them now mm-hmm. uh, as well. Zendaya, she had like something that was I guess similar to like a Cinderella theme, right? Or no, not Cinderella. It looks like maybe like Snow White, Sleeping Beauty. Sorry. Okay. And like the person that was with her had like a wands type of thing and, oh, that's it, and it was like because in, uh, in, in Sleeping Beauty it was like the three um, uh, fairies or whatever mm-hmm. I guess the he was trying to um, uh, just act like the blue one okay but that, was, cool. that was a little different um, I know Billy Porter Billy Porter yeah he was um, he, he always he's he's a very uh, famous uh, Broadway star um, very excited he's very he's got a very eccentric one for sure yes going. it was like gold wings and he was like carried in on like a, uh, I don't know, what would you say that? You know how like yeah. princesses or queens are like carried in on like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it just it, looked a little, it was a, it was a little different. It was, it was very showy, very yeah. flashy. It was like all gold. He had wings on. Okay. Uh, he, he, he was well dressed. Um, Cardi B again. 
Uh, who else? There was another uh, one that Lupita, was like... Lupita, uh, yeah. she had on uh, like some... It was like kind of like a multicolored, but she had like the little uh, fan. Right. Um, and she had like... I like how she had a, like a fro. Mm-hmm. So she had all like the, uh, the uh, fro combs in it. Right. Janelle cool. Monet, she had another one. And then there was one person that had like... So I guess their whole face was done like with eyes on it. Mm, and so... Did you did you see that? I did not. Right, Look at Kanye that. pulling up in, his, in the dickies. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was one yeah, with uh, Kendall and Kylie. They came like in like a little purple and like orange shoe. Oh, like, Janelle yeah. Monae's one of stuff is dope. Yeah. Okay. So it was like they they did it where it was like a makeup type of illusion yeah. where the person's eyes or they had like multiple eyes on their face, almost kind of like they were like I don't know mutant or something like that. I don't know. And, then, but, and then Marlon Wayans made a joke about Kendall and Kylie. Said like, yo, white chicks too. Oh, and they did like a side by side, like the dresses they wore and the dresses they wore in the show, in the movie. They look, they look good though. They look fire. Who, the white chicks? White nah, girl? I'm oh. talking about Ken. Oh, I thought you were talking about, uh, oh. you know, Marlon. And, and, oh, that's uh, funny. That's <laughs> funny. Sheesh. <laughs> so, but I, I mean, enough on our, yeah, our Matt I mean, Gala talk. Yeah, I don't know if we are the, you know, ones to be talking about that. But, you know, shouts to everybody that had a good time there, Um, you know. Same type of thing every year, but they try to come up with different stuff. You know, I, f- I feel like that's a hard job to be that creative to try to do something different every year. So shout outs to that event, no doubt, yeah. giving them that platform. Um, next we had a so there were I guess were there two shootings? two shootings in two different uh, locations. locations. Mm. So there was one shooting at the campus of UNC Charlotte campus. Mm-hmm. And um, where, again, these gun controls and guns, uh, I don't know what's what's going on, but it feels like we're getting now on like once every month or every week a shooting. But um, there was a gunman that was walking around that campus and um, shooting people. I think a couple were injured. I don't know how many passed away or was dead, but um, these, this, these shooting stuff have to stop right now because... I don't know how many lives have to be taken, how many people have to get hurt to say, like, guns aren't a, a good thing to have in society. You know, it shouldn't be easy attainable for people. Um, um, uh, Muckleburg County Grand Jury has indicted. His name was Tristan Andrew Tyrell. Uh, he, he killed two UNC students. So he's getting charged on murder, attempted murder, assault charges. Uh, and it happened on a campus where they had about thirty thousand kids in attendance in that in that day. Um, it's crazy. It's just it's sad. Uh, uh, condolences to the loss of the other families of the people that lost a life. You know, people that were injured. Yeah, the one guy uh, apparently he tried you know uh, subduing the shooter and mm-hmm. he got shot and uh, you know he uh, I, now from what I last heard on it he's getting buried. Um, with a full uh, military honor, um, you know, because, you know, in, in light of that event uh, and like a lot of the uh, uh, statements from the people who did survive the shootings. And it's just tricky because now I'm reading it says uh, the the gunman's family member were shocked. You know, this guy never was a person to, you know, engage or strike him as a person to be involved in a shooting. And I'm like, 
what type of person do you have to be that be involved in the shooting? That's the scary part now. You know, you, know, you don't know. Is that's that's the that's what's scary about society now. Is like sometimes I was talking to somebody about this the other day, where it's like some people do things and they do it consciously, right? Where it's like you 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 can tell you can know that they had a reasoning behind it. Not to say that it condones it, but right. it's like you're able to put the two and two together and say, all right. He had a motive for doing this, or she had a motive for doing whatever. Right. When you have somebody who doesn't have any type of consciousness or awareness of what they're doing, and they just kind of just do it, you know, out of whatever you know uh, uh, um, impulse that they have, that's scary because it's just like you don't know when that's going to happen. You can't say, "Oh yeah, well this happened to cause this person." To, no, they just one day just said, "I'm just going to shoot somebody." Right. And the the sad part is that it's become so prevalent now that uh, you almost get so desensitized to it like I came home I think yesterday and I saw the ticket like I you would think that I mean a few years ago when we were coming up if anybody ran into a school and, and shot it up you know that would be all over the place but the fact that I came home from you know a full day of work and out at the bat at the baseball game and stuff like that and then I saw it and it wasn't like immediately boom to my phone or it wasn't like a mass panic over it. It was like, this becomes regular life now, which, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have any answers for how we turn back the clock um, to make it less prevalent. Mm. But it's just like, dang, a, a, another one. And, and you don't get to, um, you, you don't really take, you just see it over, across the ticker and then you kind of just move on right. with your daily life, right? Because it happens so often we can't, be as invested in each of these as we normally would be. Because it's too much, right? It's too much of it happening. There's, there's I, another one happening every day. I remember, like, you know, when we was coming up, I remember the ones that, you know, happened that kind of just, like you said, like, shocked the whole country was, like, the Columbine one. Mm -hmm. And then there was, like, the Virginia Tech situation. Mm -hmm. like, Sandy Hook. Sandy now, Hook. That one was yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, they will do that to kid, kids. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And that's it's scary. Like, I remember Mike Malone. Um, so there was one in Colorado as well. I believe, right? Uh, that happened yesterday. Right. So the Columbine you just brought up. Yeah. The anniversary of like that big shooting uh, was uh, a couple weeks ago, right? Or right. Oh uh, well, just this last week, just, or this week just passed, right? Yeah. And a day after, so I think it happened on May sixth, which was the the new shooting. So yeah. it happened, I guess, May fifth, I believe. Don't yeah. quote me. And that was the anniversary day. So on May sixth, uh, in a school in Colorado. Yeah. Um, there was another shooting with with two um, kids, one male, one female, was running down the hallways with handguns, you know, uh, uh, shooting and openly and randomly in the high school. Uh, they said one kid, um, a sixteen, uh, it says a sixteen year old. No, I'm lying to you. That was the, the, the a kid was trying to protect other kids and he passed away. He got shot with a bullet. They said he was just days of graduating, <clears throat> and they said eight other people were injured. But not too severely. Or now was that that wasn't from the UNCUC one, right? No, no, no. So now there's another one at uh. Right. So this is a few miles from the Columbine High School, with that whole Columbine, you know, thing that happened uh, years past, and this is the anniversary was a day uh, prior. Uh, this it was a school called the STEM School Highlands Ranch near mm -hmm. Denver. Right. And it was saying it was two students, a male and a female, used a pair of handguns to open fire in two classrooms on Tuesday. Yeah. He said an 18-year-old uh, just days away from graduating was killed to protect other students. And um, eight other students were shot but survived. And it's just, again, like, why are people, like, 
what's the purpose of just running through the hallways and just shooting? Like, I, I, I may have been like a mental case. I don't know, but I think this is something where we need to, you know, start spending money in and and, and and examining. If we're not gonna take away guns, we need to start figuring out why certain people are getting uh, access to guns. Because there's no way, you know, 17, 18 year old kids should be able to have a firearm. Well, they might be taking it from their parents, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, these parents have, have guns and stuff like that sometimes out in the open. They're like, oh, I trust my kids, you know, whatever. And actually, you know, too. right. Like, it's just like Mike Malone, he went on, this, on the air the other day before the game. Uh, he's the head coach for the Denver Nuggets, and he was talking about how scary it is. Like, I got, I think he said he has two daughters, I think, that are coming up, or like elementary or middle school. And it's just, like, scary to think, like, you know, that happened, like, two blocks down from, like, where his kids go to school at. And he's just like, I, you know, you can't prepare for this stuff. That's a fact. Dang, man. So, again, prayers to the family of the one person that passed away. And, uh, and, yeah, man. And, and, and those kids that are that got hurt, wish them a speedy recovery. But we just, you know, oh man, it's 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 crazy now. Mate, I, f- I feel like I'm so desensitized now yeah. when it comes to killings. Yeah. And it's like it's like wow, like another one today. Like what happened? Like oh okay. Uh, still on another serious note. Uh, did y'all hear or uh, see the footage uh, they released of Sandra Bland? The footage from the his, her camera. I, got, I gotta be honest. Uh, that stuff I tried not to look at, um, especially you know when. We already have, we've already come to a conclusion on that particular case um, where they, you know, were able to cover up whatever they covered up and nobody was charged or, um, you know, convicted of anything. So for me to watch that video would just bring more heartache to me. And I don't know what that does in a positive light for me in my mental state. You know, I, I just feel like. You know, I, I feel so bad for that particular situation because it shouldn't have been handled in that particular way. That to bring that up kind of does reopen old wounds. And I understand that the family wants, you know, justice to be served, um, as, you know, if possible. But I think that's something that should stay within the court or the people that need to see that need to see that. I don't think that should be prol- proliferated over social media um, to, for us to just relive that trauma. Um, you know, sort of again and again. So, but what do, what do y'all think about that? Do, do you think I'm wrong in it for that type of stance? Or? No, it's a slap in the face. It's like, all right, like you know, another layer to why this whole thing shouldn't happen. Obviously, we was already there. Like, yo, this shouldn't happen in the first place. Like you were saying, and now for you to sit to just show this to me and say, oh yeah, like this is just more, this is just show you more and more that we got away with it. Like you know, what I mean, like I mean, like I'm, like you said, hopefully, I you know, the justice system maybe can see something. You know, and maybe look back into it further. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't, as much as crazy as it sounds, and I mean, just, you know, maybe not as sensitive, but at this point, I don't, I, I'm expecting the worst out of it. It's just like, yo, it's just something just, just for the media to just ploy. And, you know, I, I hope that things will work out, but I, I'm honestly inclined to think, like, yo, man, like, I don't, I don't know what more can happen at this point. It's like kicking a person while they're down. Right. Like, you know, we're down right now. And and now just doing this, like, I don't, I hope there's, like, no conspiracy, like, you know, behind it. Like, I think that they're doing this, you know, hopefully they're not just doing it to, like, you know, to make sure that they stay down and, like, hey, you know, we can get away with things and instill fear within the, 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 the community. But right now it's just, 
I hope that's not the case, and I hope this is more for purposes of getting all the information out there for everybody to see, you know, but I don't know, man. But my thing is, like, getting out for us to see what, like, what do, what do we, what is the public at large going to do with the, by seeing, now, some might say that it could get more people interested in the case and might, you know, it might impact somebody that has uh, the ability to, you know, make an inquisition or get it up to a higher court. That that might be a way of looking at it, but I don't know. I, I just try not to, you know, there's enough going on on the day-to-day for, you know, for me not to, I don't like to let that type of energy into my spirit because um, then that, that affects the rest of right. the way you move throughout the rest of the day. That's why a lot of times, you know, a lot of people check their social media and stuff like that first thing in the morning. You hear bad news that you already got bad news in your mind right from jump. You know, You're, you want to be clear headed as you move throughout the day. So I try and, you know, at least hold off on that for a little bit. But, yeah. but you know, that definitely something that needed to be um, sort of brought up. Um, what else we got? Um, do we have any lighter notes? Um, Joe and Sin. Ugh. Is that light? It's not light, but it's lighter. Lighter. <laughs> Man, it look it sounds like it's being confirmed that uh both parties you know so for the, are for, not together. For y'all don't for y'all don't know if y'all don't know, we talk about Joe Budden. Sin Santana. Yeah. Great job, Brandon. That's that's <laughs> podcasting one on one. Let let the people know what we're talking about before we talk about it. <laughs> no, nah, we good. We, not, we good. No, that was excellent. Um, yeah, but so Joe Budden and Sin Santana of you know, Joe Budden of hip hop fame. Uh, as well as podcasting fame, since Santana, love of hip hop, love of hip hop. Yeah. Um, you know they have a child together <coughs> and they were engaged to be married. I believe just over the winter, like December, it was like around Christmas time. Yeah, well, because yeah, because yeah. New York came out like Love and Hip Hop New York came out in January. It was like January ish or something. But, he did so, it but like they got engaged around right. It's something, right. Yeah, and it, it looked it was it definitely like in the winter Christmas. time. Yeah, around that. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. But so it appears that they've called it quits. Um, I guess in a podcast, uh, at a live podcast in Orlando, he let uh, the audience know that he hadn't spoken to Sin in like about three weeks or so. Um, so he wasn't sure at the time if they were broken up. And then just from listening to his show today, right. he seems like they he's kind of come to terms with it or accepted that, you know, they are going to be, you know, he's going through a breakup and they are going to be, you know, uh, separated or not be together any longer. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't, don't hurt me. No more. <laughs> and it, it's sad because I really like that them as a couple. Um, I thought they were very, you know, clever and funny and entertaining together. Um, you know, it, it, it seemed like they tried. You didn't. You didn't. No, think they were good I, fit? Didn't, I just think it's that age gap. And then like, um, and that's, then, the, that's a great. And, that's a great. And then like, you know, she she didn't help her cause out by like, you know, I mean, obviously, I think she has some demons that she had to fight. If y'all watch Love and Hip Hop, there were some things that she was going through as well, um, stemming from some uh, looks like maybe like abuse cases when she was a kid, but. It, it just she just she just had a lot of stuff that she was going through. I think Joe is at a stage in his life where he's just trying to tone it down a little bit. I mean, obviously he's on the road and doing this stuff with the podcast, but he he don't need somebody who's going to be like I guess as needy uh, or maybe I don't know clingy if that is, if I'm if I'm saying the right word. Like I get that your husband or or your fiance or whatever, but at some point you also I think got to have some sort of self uh, confidence or. Just uh, self-sufficiency 
to be like, all right, you know, like I know you out here trying to get the get the bag. You know what I mean? I, I understand you're trying to hold our family together. You know, from a financial perspective, so I'll, I'll do what I need to do. And I mean, I don't know exactly how Joe was trying to like make sure that he was being there for her emotionally or all that other stuff, mm-hmm. but. You know, it just seemed like she had a lot of things that she needed that Joe couldn't necessarily provide all the time. Man, I was, I was, he was giving me a Jersey City dude like me some hope. Ah, feel me. <laughs> he could find love. I was ready to, you know, call you it. Could you find know, your Dominican princess. <laughs> feel me. I was ready to, you know, put the shackles on somebody. Put you know, the what shackles mean? On somebody. cuff and get cuffed. Shackles off my feet so I could dance. I just want to... No. I heard that song. I guess you're right. I never knew the words, <laughs> though. I never knew the words, <laughs> don't though. Don't leave me hanging out there. No, don't leave me hanging out there to drive. So, that's the one you like, you hum. Oh, God. So so you called it quits after the... You heard the Joe... You like... The search is off. Love, love ain't real. If Joe and, If a crazy couple like Joe and Sin can't make it, what help is there for a young Jersey City Dwight, man? Yeah. Dwight. Dwizzy. Young Dwizzy. You know what I mean? Young Dwizzy. <laughs> nah, um, but yeah. But I... What well, I was about to say. Um... So, also, we don't want to speculate or anything like that, but on the blogs, they were saying that the reason for the split is potential uh, cheating, infidelity. Um, So, I believe there's a... uh, Let me get this woman's name. I mean, it sounds like he ain't denying it. Right. I mean, so, they they were saying infidelity. He was caught sort of creeping with this um, sort of older chick. And Tell it might be bro. something to your point about maybe needing a more mature type of person. Obviously, that's no excuse for infidelity. It's not. It's but not. that might have, you know, been one of the reasons that he felt like he needed to confide in someone else that could, you know, be uh, more, I guess, age appropriate and more on his, sort of his level. Um, so is that so. the reason why Jay Z cheated on Beyonce? Hey, look, Oof. I can't speculate that. Oof. I mean, they in a ha- they in a happy place right now, so. So yeah, that was the, the word. <laughs> oh, we ain't gonna talk about it. Yeah, you're right. Cool. But that, but that was the. That's a great point, though. So, what do you guys think about age differences in a relationship? Do you think it can ultimately work out? Do you feel like? Well, and then I have a follow up question about who should, should women date older men or mm. should men or men date older women? It, it's, blah, blah, blah. it's your mentality. It's like yo, like you can be a little younger, but as long as you got that. That mentality that can line up with whoever you're with, then that's the thing. Because somebody can be older and have the mindset of a young of a younger person, right. and vice versa. Right. And I, I have a, I mean, an example for me that's always been there is my I have my aunt and uncle that are uh, live in North Carolina. Uh, I believe there's like a 11 year difference, age difference. Okay. Um, now the difference is that they met. They also did meet like when he was in his 40s. Mm-hmm. And she was in her, uh, yeah, she, he was in her, he, he was in his 40s, she was in her 30s. Okay. So they were also like really established in their careers, you know, they knew what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like, you know, somebody in their 40s or 30s trying to date somebody in their 20s that's still trying to figure life out. And the older you get, that age difference doesn't make as big a difference, exactly, right? Exactly, So right, like, for right. instance, when I was growing up, me and my brother are four years apart. Right. We, when I'm like eight or... When I'm like 16 and he's 12 or something like that, or even younger than that, I'm like you know 14, he's whatever, you know that that difference seems like so far, right? Yeah. But the older you get, the less. So like somebody in their 30s dating somebody in their 40s, that makes a little bit more sense than somebody who I believe Sin is like 25, 26. Yeah. yeah. She's and already. Joe is like 38. Yeah. 
So that's that's kind two of a, different <coughs> ages that's in a life. big gap in yeah. your, your exact the, the phases of life is, is important, right? Yeah. You're still in your twenties. You're still finding yourself as a person. I don't really think you really know who you are until you like maybe thirty. But so then, but that's tricky, right? In in any cases, because so from so personal experience for me, I was always the youngest one in school and everything. I kind of was up a grade, okay? Because the cutoff, my birthday is November, but they allowed me to start school ahead of time. So from rip. For a younger guy like me, I already uh, identify and connected with a, a little bit of an older woman crowd. You know, it was just the way it was, the way how, how our life was. kind of worked out when, you know, you know, you just think about just from the, the regular days. Like, yo, y'all still playing with, with blocks? Man, we, we, on our, we on our ABCs now. We on our one two threes. you know. Stop putting the squares in the circle. Squares. Phonics. Feel me? <laughs> but I, I think it's also, it, it comes to a matter of time because... I get why at a certain point guys, older guys date younger women too. Because after you get to a certain age, like 40-something, 50, you don't want to date women that are 50 and and or, or older than you. You start now, you, you start directing your focus on a different aspect, which is like maybe looks, you know, someone that make you feel younger than. So it's all about where you are in your life and how, how you date for age. You know, like with women, women date older at a younger age because right. they want somebody stability. that's a stability, yeah. someone that's established, yeah. mm-hmm. somebody that, all right, y'all done with your little whole phase. Right. Oh, you got two cars and a house already? That's yeah. who I'm looking for. Right. But then after a while, why do you think they come become cougars? They want somebody that's younger to, that can make them feel young again, keep up with them, someone that's going to lay that pizzike 24-7 to them. You feel me? A little like you went left a little, but I mean, no, but, but it's, you gotta, fine. it's fine. But you gotta, well, also they say that women reach their uh, sexual yep. peak later. Yeah, right. So yeah. like in their forties yeah. and things like that, they are more apt to be um, sexually active. Yeah, yeah, right. Or or, and I just or their sex drive. Yeah. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So then that's why they end up going for a young guy. But you know, it works vice versa. So yeah. Uh, but no, I think you bring up a great point about um, younger women. In, in a lot of people would say that women mature faster than guys in terms of their mentality. So them dating an older man, it, it, it you know normally fits a little bit better. But you, it ultimately, it goes to like you were saying with mentality. Yeah. You, are you guys at the same age? Because your physical, that you know, what I mean, your physical and your mental don't always line up. Right. That's a fact. So. That's a fact, and it's important that you, that's why I, it, it, this is any type of dating situation is you gotta study this person's th- way of thinking and you know how they react to certain things because you know that stuff adds up. Like you know in the situation, like I mean, obviously the show's a little, a little staged, but like I remember I was watching it uh, a couple times, me and uh, Dwizzy, and we was like, yo, uh, you know, Sim, she 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 kind of overreacting to some to some of the things on here, like yeah. you know, like. You know, when he was coming, he was going out and then he was going uh, to do things with the podcast and all that. And, she, you know, obviously she had just gotten um, done having a baby and all that. But he was like trying to reason with her and say, hey, look, I'm going to meet you in the middle. But like, you know, don't just sit here and say what you need and like try to throw what anything that I need under the bus. Right. You know, because like I think that's a st- like a, a stereotype that like sometimes men don't need things from women because no we got to be the providers. But it's like, yo, like I just. I just need you to support me. That's all. Like you know what I mean. Like, but uh, yeah, I, I think they um, I, it's a matter of of uh, uh the situation and the life experience that they they right. come across at the time as well. Yeah, and I think Joe Budden had his fair share of of relationships. 
and um, and he understands at that point like it's a it's a give and take. Right. You know, when you're a little younger, you can kind of put some of your stuff on a back burner. Right. And start catering more to the to the other person. Right. But after a certain point, that's not going to make you happy. Right. You have to make sure that you're expressing yourself as well and getting your your what you have concerns with as well. Right. And, and be know, comfortable. Be comfortable with that. Right. Because you can't if you don't feel comfortable. Telling yeah, you're telling your significant other about some things that you've maybe have felt or you know some things that you might have might have caught your eye. I mean, that's just like that's like that's basically the equivalent of losing trust in somebody. Yeah. Um, that's gonna bring us. We're gonna take a little break, but that's gonna bring us into our, our like debate segment, and maybe y'all can give me some good. You know, we can have a good discussion on this on like why do men cheat. Hmm. Let's go. You like All that? Right. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, workshop and we'll be <laughs> right back. Oof. That's what you're supposed to do, right? And we are back with the Yuppie Noir podcast, and we're about to so we're gonna kind of segue and maneuver a little bit throughout some of these topics or sort of our debate segment. But we wanted to start off with one of the things that was kind of in the media a little bit earlier, and it was this Aisha Curry interview. Uh, with the Red Table Talk. So the Red Table Talk is a show that Jada Pinkett Smith has, and she is on there, I believe, with Willow, and sometimes she has her mother Mm -hmm. on there as well, right? So they talk to um, a number of people um, and then just sort of let, you know, divulge um, things like um, their aspirations, desires, things of that nature, and they just have a real conversation. And it's been, it's on Facebook. It's had a, uh, it's got a pretty good following, and mm-hmm. they, it, every, I, I hear about it every like other week. You know, they have some pretty good guests and interviews, so it's blowing up. But one of the things that really blew up was Aisha Curry, who recently went on there. Now, Aisha Curry is the wife of Stephen Curry, the basketball player for the Golden State Warriors, and she had. Uh, basically the following to say which was that uh, they were they started out the conversation by talking about Stephen Curry and how he has all of these women throwing themselves at him and how she sort of handles that but then they kind of transitioned into it where you know she was saying well Steph has all of these women throwing themselves at him but you know me I don't have any of that you know it would be nice to every now and again when I'm at the grocery store have somebody notice me or or you know just recognize that you know I'm out here or uh, you know she wants to feel desired from other people other than just her husband uh, so Twitter kind of had a field day with that and they were uh, kind of going at her a little bit but I think that was an interesting uh, take and, and what do you guys feel about sort of that conversation or what are your takeaways? Yeah, I'm not with the impulsive take on it. Everybody's kind of like being like the obvious, like, yo, that's crazy. Like, how you not happy with what you got? Like, you got a dude who's bringing in millions or millions of dollars, three kids, you know, family house, you know, whatever you want, pretty mm-hmm. much. So how is, how is like you not getting attention? Like, how, how what is that play? But I think, you know, this is where uh, we need to get some female opinions on this. So we're going to be putting this out for y'all on the social media. Uh, but, you know, I think it goes just beyond that, like uh, in, in some way, shape or form, just to, I guess, validate like, yo, I, I, I still got the juice in a way. Like, for you sure. know, I mean, because I know uh, just speaking from a male perspective, like sometimes when you with somebody too, I mean, Hey, just something just to say to yourself, I right, like I, I'm still attracted. I'm sure like a lot of uh, uh, our woman listeners, if you guys have you know uh, boyfriends or fiancés or whatever, you know it kind of goes just as a compliment to you that you know your man is getting compliments from other women, just to you know I guess maybe in a way validate what you have. But I just don't think that you. Sh- I don't think that you should need that. 
to validate what you do have. But that's just my opinion on it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that we often, sometimes people get too bogged down and they just want to jump on the headline. Um, but I think she shares a sentiment that a lot of people have, not only women, but men as well. Um, it's nice to be, you know, not objectified, right. but it's nice that, you know, other people are, um, you know, appreciative of you, you know, mentally as well as physically right. um, sometimes. So the fact that, you know, people were, you know, oh, poo-pooing her, you know, y'all have that same take. No woman wants to be with a man that doesn't get any looks from any other woman. And and I think the same goes vice versa. Now, we can get into that discussion a little bit, but I don't think no man wants to be with a woman that they don't think is attractive, right? So right. by proxy, she, I did, mo in most circumstances, will be attractive to other men, no? But see, that's, that's where I disagree. Um, I think... Um, you can get caught up with the whole fact that you you want your girl to be attracted to other people as well, like like other people think she's attractive. Just I mean. getting caught up in that idea, right? Yeah. And because I've been in certain situations like that where like I was talking to some girl and I, was, I told the homies like, "Yo, I'm talking to blah blah blah," and they was like, "Her?" And I was like, "Yeah," and they was like, "Nah, bro, she ain't." And I'm like, "Damn, I, back to the drawing board." <laughs> and, and it sucks because it was probably a girl that I could potentially have liked or had a, a seen a, a future with. But I'm too busy caught up like, yo, the approval opinions, or an yeah, opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think the main thing is if you find that person attractive, beauty is an eyes beholder. Yeah. And, and that's all that matters. You don't have to worry about, you know, another person liking it. Cause as long as you find it attractive, that's something that you want and yeah. you like. You know, uh, other people don't have opinions of it. And I think once you get caught up in that, that's when your, your relationship should co could go left. Sure. I think they have a, a great foundation. I think she just wants the same attention that maybe that other getting. that he's getting, yeah, yeah. or maybe other famous uh, wives right. of basketball players or other athletes are getting. And I'm and again, it sucks because in this social media age, you can see, you know, what the next person is getting or the followings that they got or the likes they get on a picture, you know. And and it's unfortunate that with her, she's not getting that. But I I mean, not not no no joke. But I think. She's a respectable woman. I think the way she carries herself, why would you want? Why would people be in your DMs? Why are people going to be? I think like you I don't, don't put yourself. People, she don't put herself out right. there. Right. Like I don't the, think people's right, yeah. in Michelle Obama's DMs. But but I think a lot of people find her attractive. Right. Uh, Michelle Obama is the epitome, or uh, of what a guy wants in a woman. Right. Right. Educated, smart, you know, relatable. Right. You know. Right. That's. And, and so how much does that go to? It's not necessarily that Aisha is not attractive, but it's the fact right. that everybody knows. If you're Aisha Curry and you're going places, like people know who Aisha Curry is, right? right. So they're not going to try and shoot their shot at Aisha Curry, Steph's wife. You, one, you probably have a, res, a respect level for Steph. Two, you know that she's married. Uh, she has children. She has her own cooking show. So she's adding, she's to, the, adding yeah. to the household. These right. are all things that an upstanding wife would, would have, right? right? So why would you be a, a, a slumber or a creep and try and be scheming on Aisha Curry, right? wife in so, general. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's necessarily that I don't find her attractive or anything like that. But it's just that you're you're having a sort of decorum and a respect level for her. So, do you, so do, you, right? do you think it's because it's, it's so, so you think that maybe the reason why maybe dudes try to do that is because of the way that woman and present themselves. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what Kim K DMs look like, but I, I'm pretty sure she's probably seen a, a bunch of uh, disturbing messages and text messages and tweet ads at her. You know, and I think, and that no disrespect because she's doing great things now, but her past 
it, it, it's, it's affecting may affect her future. So I think the difference is when this is the blueprint. Aisha, you have the blueprint for what I want my daughter if I ever have one. To to you try to yes. epitomize, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is this is perfect. You got Don't, something bigger than right. bigger than trying to get. But then that, again, yeah. I can never uh, explain to a woman how they feel right. and the insecurities that they go through. Right. I think this is a great eye opener to why, how a lot of women may feel. That's and true. she's talking for a community of women that that may go through that. No doubt. And and I, and I appreciate her her honesty and her courage to to talk about it on this show mm-hmm. and bring it to the forefront and to have the dialogue. I know a lot of people are making jokes about it here and there on both sides, but it's a conversation that needs to be had now. Well, I don't know about need, but it's 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 being had and it's just great to just see um um people just you know talk about it in both ways so and i think that's a great point because this is something that normally is i think a lot of people think about this or have this Mm -hmm. uh mindset but they're afraid to say it out loud i think that aisha was just feeling very comfortable in that environment with jada and them and that's why she divulged this information and i'm happy that she did because we can actually have a a a nuanced discussion about it instead of just sort of popping off yeah i I agree it's just about thinking about it from both sides of the spectrum i think you know we think about it like social media does at least very impulsively but it's like, you know, once you really kind of do a, a deeper dive into it, you can find some things yeah. that make sense. Um, I think, um, like, it kind of, I, I wouldn't say it, it, it is the same thing, but it kind of reminded me of that movie with, um, I forget, it's uh, uh, with, um, uh, what's, what's the guy's name we were talking about a couple of weeks ago where he, he got into that issue where he set himself up to, like, get, like, It was that movie with um, Jesse Smollett's sister, um, Temptation. Yeah, 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 yep. And it kind of, like, and, and, uh, as soon as you thought about it, <laughs> made me think about, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, she was in a uh, what looked like a happy situation, but right. she still wasn't getting, like, the excitement or the attention that she needed. So I guess that we can use that maybe, like, as a segue to, se- to like, you know, the topic that we have, which is, like, why do men cheat? Because, like, maybe is it that we not happy or that maybe is it the excitement levels not there? Like, what do you think is maybe the leading reason why that might happen? Yeah. Um, yeah, I can give it from a, 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 a man that's a single man, but if I was in a relationship, you know, of any time, you know, why would I think men would cheat? First of all, black you know, men don't cheat, so we can just agree. That's, that's why this topic is very hard. To <laughs> right, us. It's hard to um, talk about, you know, we're not experts at it. We you know we have no studies in this, but well, I've only read about it. Yep. You know, never, never seen it in the wild. <laughs> so, you know, never seen it in the wild. It's very, it's like an urban legend. Yeah. You know, honestly. So, but, but we're going to do our best to try, try to divulge, you know, divulge, try to you know, discuss this topic. Yeah. Um, I think it's a multiple reason why may, uh, men cheat. Um, I think first and foremost is um, once you get a girl, have a girlfriend, that, that, that spark that you have from the beginning. Uh, it kind of dies away sometimes. And sometimes I think having that interaction when you're talking to a, a woman that you're uh, not familiar with, um, it raises your interest again because, you know, it's something new again. You know, you're, you're talking to a girl for the first time, you know, asking those initial questions. That's what, like, like those first dates, like, you ever go on a first date, those always used to be, like, the best conversations, right? Sure. Always go the longest because, like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, what can she bring to the table? What, you know, what can she talk about that I don't know about her yet? You're learning about right. an entirely new person. Yes. Right? And, and I think with that being said, I think that comes with it. I think 
the attraction comes with it. Because if you're with the same woman over a certain amount of time and y'all done all that can be done and involved in like, you know, different acts, you know, it's not, I think it can get pretty uh, stagnant and boring. Uh, I think, you know, with a new woman, you know, it's always that like, man. I wonder what she, you know, tastes like. You know, I wonder. What? I wonder what Yo, she tastes you, like. You were doing great. Until Yo, you, bro, you went crazy. Woo, you boy. Crazy. Oh my god. Man. This is this is your, you know, uh, after dark. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but no, uh, you know, I want to, you know, I want to know, you know, how, you know, she looked. This without man is out of pocket. No, Yo, I can't. Like, all right, okay. You like, bath, you like bath water? Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to end it on that note. Maybe y'all can get some other yeah. points before. Yeah. Right, tap, tap in, Yeah, bro. yeah, go. Yo, that's funny. <laughs> nah, but um, I, I mean, I, I agree with what he was saying, you know, um, to the point of um, just that new, uh, you know, excitement, you know, something different. Um, we're, we're men, you know, we're, we're chasers, we're chasers, you know, by nature, you know, so like when something new comes to us, it's like, oh, like, that's the chase for us, you know what I'm saying? That's something uh, for us to focus maybe a little bit more of our energy to, and it's rewarding in a way. Um, that's why it's important to, like, when you're in a relationship to keep it spicy, you know, not even just, like, obviously with, with that, it's, like, very connected to the bedroom, but just other stuff involved, like going on different dates, you know, doing things that are a little lot spontaneous, um, just to just to keep some people guessing, you know, because you don't I never know what, what people got up their sleeves. Sometimes, you know, uh, you know, maybe we fly out to one place, you know, we go to different uh, uh, spots, you know, to eat or whatever. Um, but, you know, that you could be spontaneous with your girl. Yeah, no, nah, I definitely think so. It's just, but it's also about just. I think also you got to focus on having the appreciation because when you lose appreciation for the little things, uh. that's where you start to overlook those, and then like you know. I've seen situations like that where, like, you know, it, you have everything that you can complain about under the sun, and then when you, you know, do what you do, mess up, lose the girl, then you look, then they looking back like, all right, dang, like, you know what, she did do this, like, you know, she did do this, like, so that's why you also gotta, uh, I think, kind of to the statement that was made last week about, like, uh, I think you said it, Dwight, like, smelling the roses, why we got, why you got them, yeah, yeah, it kind of applies there, like, we make sure you got the appreciation. For the little things that you do have, yeah, I think that ultimately, I, I, as I was sitting here thinking about this question, I think the main part of it is sort of selfishness, though, in a way, yeah, because you're able to when you're cheating, like the 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 number one question that comes up to my mind was, well, if you are sick of this or you're over it or you want something new and exciting, you know, say that to the significant other, hey, it's run its course. Um, you know, break up with her face to face honorably and then go ahead and pursue a new relationship with somebody that you're interested in. But the reason people don't do that is because they like the safety of having that safety net in a relationship where you can always come home to that person, but then you still get the excitement of this learning this new person and talking to them. So ultimately it's trying to just have, you know, your cake and eat it too. Right. Mm. That's, that's, Kate, that's what you're yep. supposed to do. I guess. Mm. Um, Shout but, out to Cole. Right. For sure. But um, it's like the two in one hand or one no, a bird in one hand versus two in a bush, right? The two in the bush is cheating with that girl because it might be more exciting than yeah. what you currently have. The one in, in the hand is what you already know yeah. is, is consistent. And, right. And what if she so, got that bush? Oh, bruh, you are oh, wild yo, today. Okay. Bruh. You are speeding. Rare form. Yo, officers. Officers. <laughs> I ain't never. <laughs> At least on their way. I don't know what <laughs> The horn dude. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you seen that meme on Twitter? 
<laughs> oh my god. No, but uh, yeah. I, at at the end of the day, you know, just you got to man up or woman up and be like, if you're not feeling it no more, just tell that person and then go ahead and pursue a relationship. But for you to be duplicitous and uh, you know, trying to do what you want and have have both things is unfair to that that other yeah. party. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to be. It's about being honest. You know, uh, I think it's important to know that you can be honest with whoever you're with from either standpoint, like in a good or a bad situation. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes like in a way that kind of may push you away as well from like not trying to say something and maybe trying to like just, you know, even do the, do things on your own because like you don't want to maybe feel responsible, but it's just like, dog, you got to at some point man up to it regardless of what the uh, impact is going to be. Cause I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, most people would appreciate honesty you know, um, and you just being real about the situation as opposed to you straying them along and and, and end up being something crazy, you know, like, you know, I, yeah. somebody was at my job was telling me some story today where, you know, dude cheated on somebody, uh, cheated on his girl and with somebody and the girl ended up being like real close friends with his, you know, then girlfriend and he ended up getting his, uh, the best friend pregnant mm. and I mean like, you know what I'm saying, like what kind of you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's a different level of, like, mistrust. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, I don't want to hear, you know, you, you get tired of hearing situations like that where people get hurt because then that starts a train, you know, for that person because then they can't trust the next person. And then, you know, we get into all these other stories about, you know, how people can't find love and all this other extra stuff. But. Yeah. I do have, oh, no, go I was going to, no, to go with your first I, well, I was going to kind of veer off of this a little bit, kind of okay. back to the Aisha thing. Okay. So, did, did you have yeah, any more on this? One thing I want to just say is, uh, I think guys um, cheat, and it, it has. I don't think it's because um, we don't think with our heads up here, right? Sometimes it's just animalistic nature that we, you know, we're here to like reproduce and and just stick our thing in things. And again, I'm not, you know, okay, I'm serious, but but I think sometimes when it was in the heat of the moment, you don't think like, or your self control doesn't outweigh your your urges and desire. You know, and so when you get into putting those type of predicaments, it's like you know what, you know, you know, uh, yeah, it, I'll deal with the, the consequences yeah, later. Right. right, that's all. Yeah, so. I get that. That's a good point too. I, w- I was going back to the cat calling type of thing, or not necessarily cat calling, but I guess people looking. But like, and obviously as three men, three cis hetero men, I believe is the term. We can't say like how you should be a woman should be hit on, yeah. but like I wonder like what is what do women feel like is the right way to get hit on? Like because in this situation it seems like you know Aisha would or is looking for at least somebody to be looking or or you know hitting women in some type of capacity. Hey yo, red dress. Oh, <laughs> Red shoes. Yeah, right. Because that's a good point. Because somebody, it, yeah. you know, I, I was in Miami and I'm walking down the street with my bros. You know, we're just trying to, you know, be good, upstanding, <laughs> good law-abiding up citizens. Oh, that's what it was. You know, kings. And somebody yelled at me. Okay, I see you, bow legs. Yo. And, Yo. And, at, and at first, I didn't think they was talking talking about me, so I just kept it pushing. And then she said it again louder with a little more bass in her voice, a little aggressive, like she was going to do something to me. She said, she I said, hey, Bo Legs. Yeah. And then I had to turn yeah. and nod and acknowledge yeah. it. And I, to get right. at, at first, I thought, you know, am I, am I in danger? 
right now. Yeah. in danger. We're not we're not it's, making fun of the, the wild, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, you know, it, it was flattering. So I get I get that wanting to be you know deemed as attractive to the opposite sex or whatever your proclivity is. But, but you know, I, yeah, what, what, go ahead. I was gonna think there's no appropriate way unless she just want like to be flattered with compliments. Hey, you look beautiful. Hey, you know, you know, I want your number. You know, can I take you out? You know, like you said, you look, you look, you look good in that red dress today. Right. Not a o red dress. Like, <laughs> does she want it to do it in a proper way, or does she really want the cat calling? Does she really want the, you know, the the hitting with the, no. yo, a o ma, a o red come, dress. Yo, yo, come over here. <laughs> Let me talk to you. You know, or do you know? Do you want to like, yo, what you want to, you know, what you want to eat tonight? You know what I mean? I don't know. But see, but see, the thing is, I, I think a lot of times, like. I mean, can we say this? Can we say this that that some some women be like, yo, like, dang, yo, why why these why these dudes out here being thirsty? And it's like, like bruh, like, There's no winning. That's what I'm saying. Like, women are are not a monolith, you know. So what some might like, some yeah, others might nah, not. Of but course. But I was, but you're you're right, you know, because sometimes catcalling gets too aggressive, especially you know when they're you know objectifying you and things like that. And I could only imagine when I went through it one time and it was uncomfortable. Imagine women go through that tw- every day. You know, so when I was down at uh, I was down at Houston, I think the the girl she was mad at me because so we was on a bus, right? Scenario: We on a bus going down to the beach, and it's mostly like white girls on my bus. Okay. Right? She's like the only black woman. So I'm in there just chilling with everybody, you know, mingling or whatever. You know, I had a couple of weeks. We was going out to the beach. I had like three or four shots in me already. So I'm just doing whatever. And she like, yo, I don't even know why y'all like gassing him. I'm like, excuse me? Like, I'm sorry? Like, did I did I hurt you? Like, so then, but then the next minute when we get off the bus, she like, but I ain't going to hold you though. You got some nice calves though. I said, what? <laughs> I said, huh? She complimented like, the calves. <laughs> that's funny. I said, whoa, that's different, but. Now, I mean, now you said you did say something else too. About you did say something else too about um, you know like the the fact that the girl was hitting on Kyler. So what do y'all think about that? Because like, is that is that something that's that's still cool? Is that cool nowadays to do? Like to just have the girl hit on you, or is that something that's like ah, I don't know if if the girl should be hitting on me? Like I don't know because like is it or like at least initiating it? Because I think like traditionally we like all right like. Oh. You know, dude, pull, like I pull up on you, I say like, "Yo, you get like, like." No, like, women should shoot their shots. Okay. You know, we're, we're in a uh, increasingly more egalitarian society uh, where things are a little bit more equal. Um, so I, it's not wrong with, yeah. if if you're interested in somebody. I think a woman shouldn't hold her tongue and wait for the guy to approach. If you feel somebody and you want to make it known, you should make it known. I think that makes it easier though. Because so, how, how should a girl like hit on a guy though? Um, well, there are some like telltale signs. For instance, like if a girl's talking to you, I guess if they're playing with their hair a lot, if there's physical contact, so if she's touching your arm and things like that, or touching your shoulder, um, if she's like laughing at your jokes, like physical contact is normally a, a giveaway. So if like they're they're touching you and playing, so you know, if we touch them, is that okay to do? No, it's not okay. Okay, okay, okay. But for, it's okay for, for me to do it. Got it. You know, okay, got it. Baby steps. Got it. Baby steps. Got it. Got it. Baby got steps. It. Okay, but I think that was an excellent discussion. Uh, again, these are we are just men here, so we would love to hear from some women uh, in the comments and, and things like that on our Twitter polls and, and uh, Instagram polls. So, uh, but we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with the water cooler segment.
we're back with the water cooler segments. Um, uh, breaking news as we just joined. It uh, looks like Tyron Lue would not be taking the Laker uh, head coaching job. It looked like they he wanted five years. They was only trying to offer him three. Uh, pay the man. You're the only one that's successful coaching LeBron. Well, it sounds like I don't know that the pay was the issue, but it's more so like the job security. Absolutely. Yeah. So it sounds like after three years, that's when like LeBron's contract was up too. So they didn't want to have him locked in while if LeBron does leave after the third year. So pay him then. Pay me for the what five years. What is Tyron Lue doing right now? Uh, nothing. No. He got fired as the coach for the the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Or he resigned. Or you know. so. So why not? T- I mean, obviously, I can't count that man's pocket. But maybe he's just like, yo, this is going to be a hassle and stuff like that. He'll so I him. get it. But like, I'm, I'm sure, his, I'm sure he's well off. He'll but. be in the same position as he was on the on the Cavs. He did, he did his three three years, what's and the, then LeBron the, did. Hey, why not? You get to live in LA, but then there's a lot of criticism that comes with that. That's a headache. That's why you. That's why that's, pay that's me. A, that's a big headache. Hey. I, I, you know what? I don't blame. Him. I I don't know who would want that Lakers job to be honest. Because well, everybody's going to boo you. The fans are going to hate you. LeBron's going to do whatever he wants anyway. And then when you win, he's going to get the credit. When you lose, y'all go, it's going to be the coaching. It's going to be Ty, Ty Lue doesn't know how to draw up schemes. He doesn't know how to play in this modern NBA where it's running guns, shooting threes. That might be the worst coaching job in the league, like where, like coaching LeBron, a team with LeBron James. Or it could be the best coaching job when you get four straight rings or something. I, nah. <laughs> Huh. I can't see that huh. happening for the four huh. Not in the not, West. Not four straight rings. No, yeah. no. But I think, like, uh, example of Spoche, uh, Coach Spoche for the Miami Heat. I think um, he well, gets a got, lot of you praise. You got LeBron in his prime, though. And, and you and had Spoh, Dwayne Wade. And Spoke does get a lot of praise. This situation is not that Miami situation <laughs> yeah, yeah, at all. You not had a Dwayne Wade who was his best friend who knew, like, as a, as you see somebody's best friend like that, you know what pushes they buttons. You know how to talk to them. You know when, to, when you need to push them to the next stop. You know what I mean? Like it's you don't have that right now in LA, and I mean I don't care who's coming in; they're not going to be doing that for him. So, yeah. I mean, and then you said who was the other people? Mike Woodson, Lionel Hollins. Yeah, Mike Woodson, um, Frank Vogel, and Frank Lionel Vogel. Hollins. Come on, man! Frank Vogel will end up coaching the Lakers. It's going to be nasty. Yo, that sounds bad. Was he a great coach for the New Orleans Pacers? Great. He was cool. He was. I don't know about great. He was but competitive. No doubt, they had that one series where Paul, um, Paul George, and uh, what's Danny Granger, Sir Lance, a lot, and, and they, uh, you know, took the the Heat to a competitive Six. series game. So, but um, so yeah, uh, hopefully the Lakers find the the right coach. It's so it's so crazy how you would think the best player in basketball would have a lot of coaches lined up to to coach him. Ain't looking like that for him. I, I hope LeBron may after this three years may need to retire. Or his legacy might get tarnished even more. Ain't no legacy to tarnish. All right. Because Jordan played with the Wizards. Dang, tarnished his legacy. Yeah, but uh, he also he put up 45 points in a game. He was still. And LeBron's still averaging 28, like 8 and 7. So what are we talking about? We'll it's see. Not, it, the numbers are but still. But Jordan there. was 40. <laughs> Yeah. So LeBron <laughs> like got to, to do anything. Like I said, I hope he do it when he's forty. LeBron up there. LeBron what? How old is how old LeBron? He's like thirty five. He's thirty five. That's mid thirties. Okay, yeah, like that's that ain't forty. Okay, either way, five years. Five years is a long time on the body. Either way, but, uh, he's typing in that ice box. Uh, this is his sixteenth season. 
Correct. Which, which right. season? What season was it so for Jordan when he was playing? You gotta tell me. He he got drafted '84. He played 2003. You do the math. You gotta tell me. But then he took what like two years off and played. So, right. so minus two years off of that. Okay. How many years is that? And then he, you know, you, like high teens. That's 18 high years. Teens. That's 18 so years. So LeBron's only yeah, two away. So he's gonna be So he was 18 years in the league and dropped 40. Okay. All right then. So LeBron yeah. technically gonna be in his like 21st season, 2021st season. LeBron got drafted early than Jordan. Congratulations. Yeah, Jordan did three years of college, right? Yeah. Congratulations. Either, either way though, is is still Bron still at the peak of his powers? Either way, we getting into mileage. Jordan. Jordan. That, but same same mileage and still both of them are doing great things in terms of numbers. No, okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, playoffs. Kyler, what's up with Philly, man? Talk to me. Uh, well, I didn't watch the last game. I will be in attendance tomorrow night in Philly. Um, mm. when we didn't close out the one at home, that hurt, and I knew it was going to come back to bite us. Um, ultimately, I think Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid they can't play together. If Ben is not going to space the court, they're occupying the same part of the floor, and it's just not going <coughs> to work. Unless Ben finds a jump shot, which I'm not betting on, I would would it be I'm not opposed to Ben Simmons being used in assets. Or to, uh, to gain assets, so you, right now it it doesn't work. So you cool trading them? Yeah, but what for, about for the that, right price? What about that theory about trading Embiid, and you have Simmons because he can space the floor as far as a point guard and surround him he, with shooters. He doesn't space the floor. No, as far as like facilitating and just surround him with shooters, like Embiid LeBron is, effect. Embiid is like a top ten player in the league right now. Get trade a top ten floor for pieces. And ben is like uh, top twenty five. You, you about to mellow him? Uh, no, I'm just saying. So, like the blueprint of LeBron, right? LeBron was able to. I mean, even though he could shoot a little bit, but he was LeBron able. LeBron was taking. LeBron was taking the shots. Right, and Ben Simmons turns the ball over egregiously. Like he makes rookie mistakes from a point guard perspective. Like, he he jumps in the air before knowing where he's going to pass the ball. He he throws lazy, weak passes. He's poor at uh, post entry passing. These are these are rookie things. In in it, it it's just basketball IQ. Like sometimes to look phenomenal on right. the break. And, and to keep it a bean, um, what's the Pillsbury Doughboy looking dude that plays for the Nets? Jared Dudley. Jared that Dudley. guy, yeah. Pillsbury Him. His, his assessment of Ben wasn't it wasn't off. He's great in the in the full court in transition in the half court. It, it, it leaves a lot to be desired. So he wasn't saying this about class. Right? Yeah, because he's coming at my team. And I can't. Let, you know right. what I'm saying? But it, it, he he wasn't wrong. You're right. It's just the disrespect. I was like, Jared Dudley, you can't say that. Say that when you're on an analyst on first right. take and, and doing stuff like that. Speaking, does speaking of first take, real quick, like before great, we great segue, great no, before, I'm off with that. Um, Max Kellerman yesterday made like uh, I don't know uh, where he was coming from making this statement, but they were having a discussion him, Stephen A. and Jay Williams uh, about uh, Kawhi possibly being you know a better clutch player or performer than Kobe, and Max was like, yeah, like. With what you've seen right now out of out of Kawhi recently, you gotta give it to him that he he's a better clutch player than Kobe, and he said that with like conviction and like the reactions, man, is like. Ah. Well, like this stuff just gets out of hand. I understand you have a job to do. You're on television. Your job is to come up with a take. Yeah. When everybody zigs, you have to zag. Yeah. Right. You can't have two people agreeing all the time. Right. When it doesn't make for compelling television. But I just want you like. I just can't stand it when people don't believe the things that they're saying. Right. And like, I, I, I haven't watched the clip. You gotta watch. But the clip like, then. there's literally no statistical basis for you to make that argument. And even if you're going off of this playoffs, it's such a small sample size for this to be Kawhi's first team where he's technically like the guy on that team. 
and he's he's made some clutch plays like he had a three at the end of that I believe it was game four yeah. in Philly yeah. to basically seal the victory. But that bro, that's like a couple shots in his career. Kobe has a, a track record of doing that's this in late game say, situations. Bro. So for him to say that is, is blasphemous and egregious. Max Kellerman, I mean, he said he's the Come best at, at making hard, bad shots. You, you know what I mean? So they, 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 that that's, what Kobe, that's what he said about Kobe. Right. Is that clutch or is that just, you know? If you if you can take difficult shots and make them consistently and make it look like it's not difficult, that's, that's like a different level of talent. We just talked about that with Kevin Durant. Durant makes a lot of people shots that he takes that are difficult when you're looking at it. I wouldn't it. say difficult. He just shoots over the top of people. That, watch, watch the whole clip of that Clippers game when that hand was in his face every time down the floor. You tell me you can make that. And you I can. don't necessarily deem that as clutch. I deem clutch as you making game-winning plays when the game is on the line. Right. Okay. So being shot-making or, or passing. Right. That's clutch. When, when it's like the last five minutes of the game and the, the score is close or you're down, that's clutch. When You know what I mean? Yeah, you're I making hard shots. That doesn't mean you're – that doesn't make you clutch. Now he lost me when he was like talking about, oh, well, if you want to be honest, like, yo, Shaq had three three of those rings. Like, he, he, he can't even say Kobe was clutch in those finals. I'm like, I, I don't know about all that. Nah, but, but then he tried to say the, uh, the second one that they won um, in uh, like 2010 when it was just Kobe's team mm-hmm. at that point. They were trying to say that one shot. I don't know if y'all remember when Ron Artest or Metal World Peace hit. Shot. They hit a big one. He said, "Yo, you could have honestly gave that to 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 uh, Metal World Peace at that point. Is Kobe really clutch for that?" I'm like, "Dog, so you saying one game that he hit a shot is gonna is gonna somehow uh over uh, uh overshadow Kobe's whole career?" Yeah, nah, like, I'm like, that. bro, you you was you was tweaking. Um, uh, right now it's three one in the Buck series, Buck versus Celtics. Yeah. Um, game five is tonight. Uh, Milwaukee is home. They got another road win. Uh, so in this case now, it's, uh, do you think this series is going to be done? Gentlemen sweep? I think Paul Pierce was right. It's over. But he called the wrong team. Jalen Rose, they said, he said it the other day, his teammates going to pack them bags for him, help him out. Cause um, I think the Celtics get one more. And so that means you think they get it tonight? Yeah. But I, in Milwaukee, what's that? This game's in Milwaukee. Mark yeah, Milwaukee I think they, I think back. they, I think they win tonight in Milwaukee and then go back to and lose in in Boston. I think that's wow. how. No, that was that was the last uh, game Kyrie played in the TD Garden as a Celtic. Mm. Um, yeah, we saw the famous walk. We we yeah, know it's that walk. Right, we saw that. You know, he learned from the best. Right, go back to go back to Ron, the father. Ron. He uh, locked that TD Garden too and then left, untucked the jersey. Yep. Didn't look back. He, but they said too he was like far ahead of his teammates too. Like he wasn't even trying to talk to none of them. No eye contact. And well, that's the thing with Kyrie. Yeah. He's got really bad body language, and he doesn't show a lot of good leadership skills. Like his, it's just it's uh, it's got just it a lack of wrong. maturity. You say you want this. That's, we've right. been saying this all season. Like yo, he's been saying he he's was talking about right, and then all these difficult situations happen, and it's just like you crumbling. It's like oh, I didn't think this was all. Oh, this was gonna happen. Da, da, da. I'm like bro. It's adversity in any situations. Yeah, all that sulking, that, that's death for that. You yeah. got to cut that out. Next. But then um, moving out west, um, I believe um, Houston Rockets, Golden State Warriors series is tied at two. Two apiece, yep. yeah. The game's tonight after the after the Bucks and Celtics. Um, last game, James Harden um, hit, again, some really difficult shots toward the end of the game. Um, got his team to win, I think it was like five by five. Whatever I think it was one twenty six, one twenty one, but uh, what do y'all think about that series? I think that goes the distance. 
I think this is the series that we we needed since we didn't get to see this full extent uh, last year. With Chris Paul. Yeah, when he got hurt. So, uh, I think the Warriors still pull it out. But I think this needs to go seven because I hate the what have could have should have. You know, last year Chris Paul didn't you know didn't get hurt, so hopefully they can put that to rest. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind seeing another team win. You know, so then Katie can be out from the New York or whatever free agent market team that he wants to go to, Miami. What up? But um, I think that goes seven. I think um, I like the fact that we're seeing the Warriors a little vulnerable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it shows like some dichotomy now, more so in the league, I guess, because the, you see these teams are capable of beating that super team. They was talking about it on one of the uh, shows today I was watching on ESPN. Uh, I think it was the Will Kane show. And they were talking about how it would be interesting now to see, like, you know, if the whole band of brothers, will say, splits up and it's just like the coming of a new age type yeah. of thing. Like, had a good run. Know, like, like uh, it's, it, the way he was describing it, it was funny. It was kind of like, Yo, like when you know when Thanos lost all the rings, or excuse me, all the uh, uh, the, uh, stones. the stones, and yeah. like you see the Avengers now actually coming out, you know. Yeah. So now it's just like uh, you know pickings from uh, all different directions. Um, speaking of that, uh, the next the other series was the Denver Nuggets and um, uh, Portland Trailblazers. I believe the Nuggets are up now three two after last night. They kind of um, blew out the uh, uh, Trailblazers. I think they beat them by like thirty or something. Jokic, man, he's he's different. Um, he who, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, he, he might be. He might be. He's making a case for me that he might be best best center, in the, best big man in the league right now. Because I mean, he's putting up triple double numbers, but it's just like he the way he's playing. He's playing through the offense. Like it's not like he's forcing right. anything. Right. You know. Um, you know, not like a, you know a player unnamed. We're not going to talk about. Um, but. I think um, he's he's definitely proven that he's has something to give to the game. Um, sure. Jamal Murray, he's playing well. Um, Dame, I guess Dame Dollar gonna have to step it up tonight. Yeah, tomorrow, I think tomorrow, I mean, tomorrow night. I think um, they did. Trailblazers take care of uh, Game Six at home, force a Game Seven, and when he gets to Game Seven, I think it's it's, it's up for grabs for both teams. Yeah. Um, but Nuggets did what they did. They did what they had to do. Uh, Jamal Murray on bowling. Um, not an entertaining series, you know, as I thought it would be. Yeah. You know. Both but. of those teams are like, yeah, middle of the road. Like, you know, um, do y'all think that any – now, do you think between any of those teams, do you think either one of them could make it to the finals? Yeah. I think the Warriors, uh, Rockets are big up on each other. Okay. So, it, it could be a, a good thing that uh, the uh, um, Nuggets or uh, Trailblazers can get a little bit of upper edge, mm. but they're going to have to play perfect. Because Absolutely. the Warriors or Rockets could be playing subpar and they still put up wins against that team. Yeah. So, so what do y'all think of uh, next round? Like uh, predictions? I think that well, Bucks Raptors. Well, I got to rock with my Sixers. You don't gotta do that. I think they're gonna uh, pull it out, and then uh, I think the Bucks is gonna be there, and then I think I think Houston takes down Golden State, Ooh. and okay. I think that. Uh, the Nuggets are going to win against Portland, and uh, we're going to see Houston, Denver, Houston Sixers in the, chip, in the chip game site. No, that's nasty. No, I, I'm just predicting for the next round. I'm not predicting the, the championship game. Okay. But yeah, I yeah, predict, yeah. I do predict the Nuggets are going to play the war, uh, the Rockets in the next round, and then um, you said uh, the Bucks, Bucks are coming Sixers. out, and then I can you know, it's a push for me. I can't I can't bet on that series. Yeah. 
going opposite Oppo, going Warriors, Nuggets, and then Bucks, Raptors. Okay. Um, I think uh, the I think the Raptors are just gonna. I think the Raptors are gonna end that. I mean, right now at this point, um, I don't I don't see y'all winning. Just be just being realistic. I'm non biased. Um, and then the Bucks. I mean, I think they closing out tonight. Now, somebody in my job was trying to tell me like, what would this sound like? Because they said, what if it's like a Bucks? Um, oh, is it Bucks Trailblazers? Just his. I'm not team. watching. Bucks. Tra- Sorry. Uh, that yeah. it'd probably be the first finals in a while that I haven't watched, but I just have no interest in that at all. That's un- that's unappealing. <laughs> what about Bucks? You? Bucks Blazers. Bucks. Giannis. Blazers. I ain't trying Giannis, to see that. Giannis is Damian un- Lillard. Giannis is uninteresting to me as a basketball player. He's been doing his thing. I ain't gonna hold you. He's been he, doing his thing. He's basically think- doing what LeBron used to do. Right. Carry can we, and one. Can, can we pump the brakes? He literally. Can we wait to anoint him? Can we wait till he does something before we anoint him? He's just talking about his playoffs though, right now. Like he's playing right well, carrying. He's doing his thing. He's getting help from Eric Bledsoe. He's, he's playing well. I, I, I will never put a pass on that. He's playing well. He hasn't done anything. Let's, let's not anoint no, him yet. But hold on. That's not like Brown from like 2008, 2009. Oh, no, you didn't like to see that. Ron was the carrying for oh, consistently. No, but this what, man did it for two rounds, and now everybody ready to jump on the. But, but, you know what I mean? but let's talk Come about on, the, the like, Cavs. Yo, give us some air, please. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Please give us some air. You know what Brian <laughs> had to do to get people to start talking to him, talking about okay, him? What's up? He, he ripped off twenty-seven straight points in a fourth quarter in overtime against the Detroit, against, the Detroit, against the Detroit the Pistons, Pistons yeah. who were uh, champions yeah. at that time. They, and then they yeah. ran up against the the, the Spurs and yeah. they got what uh, swept. Got lost, yeah. But he had Bron put up a, a Herculean effort. This is not that ill. The the Celtics have uh, to be to, let's keep it a buck. Over the season they've been shaky. In the, in that first round was a joke. So can we let him do something first before we anoint him? Please. Please. When did, when I'm did, begging please. you. When did the Pistons win? 05? Pistons won like 2004. And that team that he beat would still have Chauncey Billups, Ben Wallace, Tayshawn Prince. Tayshawn Prince. They're older now, though. They're older. They, that, 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 no, they weren't even that old that's at that point. That's the ball. That's the ball. Come on now. Come on. So what, what, what about Giannis? Too. What, what about Giannis taking care of a Kyrie in his prime? Oh, Jason Tatum that's uh, coming uh, over. That Jason brick, Tatum? That, that was bricking? Oh, coming off of a knee surgery. Jason Tatum averaging oh, five oh, points oh, a game? Uh, uh, Gordon Hayward that's a shell of himself. Oh, that that's the team that you're talking about? Oh, uh, Jason Tatum that's taking a large regression in his second year. Oh, that's the team you're talking about? What about Scary Terry? Scrubs. We're looking real scary. scary. Looking scared of the ball. That's what he's Very peachy. Like. Come on, man. Anyway. Right. Y'all say that now. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, you know, great uh, wrap up for the playoffs. So looking forward to that. But uh, there was also the Champions League, uh, sort of this past couple days. Uh, so basically, Liverpool had lost three nil to Barcelona in the first leg. The first leg was at Barcelona, and people were counting Liverpool out. They basically said it was over. And at Anfield, I believe is Liverpool Stadium. They came back and won a 4-0 match to basically win in advance. So they will be in the final as well as Tottenham Hotspur. So it's going to be an all-English Premier League, uh, UEFA Champions League final. So that's interesting. Uh, so I'll be tuned in for that. But Tune in. Yeah. yeah Any, nah. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here? Uh, nah. Uh, you know, uh, it was an interesting week in sports. Um, as far as that, the soccer goes, I kept getting, I kept getting the notifications, but I'm like, yeah, it's just not my thing. I'll be trying, I'll be trying to like keep up with it, but I'm like, ah, 
but that's just that's another that's another story for another time. No doubt. Well, on that note, it's been a pleasure. Yuppie Noir signing out. Squad. Baby, you get it. She got a mission in a shit